Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Baseball family, welcome back. This week, we're going to talk about the Angels. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. And we're going to give you our picks for this year's Home Run Derby right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brig, and I guess it's pretty normal that Brad the man is here with me. <laughs> I'm here, yes. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a little Good. fired up, but I'm here. You're you're pretty fired up, and don't worry. We're going to give you an opportunity to get into it right mm. now, actually. We're going to lead into it. You're going to blow off some steamy scene, and uh, I'm just going to sit back and relax while you take over. <laughs> you have a drink, Brig? You got do you have a foot rest? I got a foot rest. I got I got my poof. <laughs> but baseball family, before we let Brad, Brad run off with this, let me tell you, we got a lot of good stuff coming up on the show today, a lot of current events to go over. And uh, to begin with, there was a brawl in Anaheim between the Mariners and the Angels, and Brad is not only well-versed in the situation, but he's also heavily opinionated. He's going to give us a breakdown of what happened, why it's important, and why you should uh, either care or not. Ready to go, Brad. Okay, first off, I have to say that calling this thing a brawl is 100% accurate. Because when you think of a brawl, like when I think of a brawl, I just think of like a mess, right? A mess of people yeah, and actual punches being thrown. And there were actual punches being thrown. Okay? This was a straight up Donnybrook. Yeah. Straight up Donnybrook. Yes, very much so. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm just I'm just gonna lead with this part. The Angels set this whole thing up. They set the Mariners up 1,000. percent Okay, so this goes into this. This happened on Sunday. It all started Saturday night. Okay, in the bottom of the ninth inning, Eric Swanson comes in to close the game out. It's five to three. In the bottom of the ninth, the Mariners are winning. Comes in to close this thing out, and Mike Trout took exception with the fact that a pitch went near his head. Now. The Angels thought that it was intentional. However, if you look at context, <laughs> it absolutely was not because Swanson's fastball was up out of the zone, out of the zone to everybody he pitched to. Like he watched, he walked David McKinnon on six pitches. All four balls were up and out of the zone, every single one of them. And it wasn't right. like they were all at his head. It was one was in, one was middle high, one was outside high, and one the or like the outside corner high. And the other one was outside high. Like it was just like straight across in the exact same mm-hmm. spot about eye level. Okay. Okay. Same thing happened to Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade made the first out of the inning. He had a ball way up out of the zone. Okay. So now you've got McKinnon on first base, right? And then on an 0-1 count, Swanson goes up and in on Trout unintentionally, obviously because he's been missing up the entire inning. Wild pitch. McKinnon goes to second and the Mariners just decide, First base is open. We've got two outs. Let's put him, let him come on. I missed the other out, but that doesn't matter. Um, Put him on that. We have a force at every base. 
to get the third yep. out in the game and helps our odds with Shohei Otani. You're not going to pitch around a guy to get to Shohei Otani with the, as the winning run. No way. Right? I would no. way rather pitch to Trout as the tying run. Okay? Yes. So <clears throat> so you're not they're not trying to hit him. It's obvious. You look at the context there, not trying to hit Mike Trout. Well, he took exception to this and he actually said something about it uh, after the game. I got to pull up the quote here real quick. Um, he said, if you can't pitch inside, don't pitch inside. And if you're going to hit me, hit me in the ribs. Don't hit me in the head. Yeah, well, does that apply to your guy, Michael Lorenzen, after he hit Justin Upton in the head last week? And now I know that wasn't intentional because Upton is still friends with a lot of guys in that clubhouse, right? He was there just in spring training. But at the same time, if Lorenzen can't pitch inside, should he not be pitching inside? Double-edged sword, maybe. Double standard. Right? The double standard there, right? It's very Justin Verlander-esque, if you ask me. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so things come. So let's go, let's go to Sunday. All right. The Angels announced that their starter, uh, Julio Suarez, was going to be starting the game. About right. an hour before before first pitch, they say, no, no, we're going to go with an opener, Andrew Wants. Okay. Brig. Do you know if Andrew Watts has ever started a game in his life? Nope. I don't uh, know. Major who that league is. career. Major league career has never started a game. He is a reliever. This was his first start. Okay. The setup begins. Okay. If I can see where you're going. Okay. So first inning, he pitches to JP Crawford, gets him out. Julio Rodriguez is batting second right now for the Mariners with Ty France out. Yeah. Throws behind Julio's head. Warning, both dugouts from the umpire. That's what For you sure. need. Should be the end of it, okay? Done. Yep. Julio gets out. Gino Suarez gets out. That's the end of the first inning. Well, okay. Jesse Winker comes up. First batter of the second inning. First pitch, break. First pitch. Drills him right in the hip. That is 1,000% intentional. Okay, now this is where the umpires come in right with in this. The middle. This yeah. is where the umpires come with this. They've already warned both dugouts. Yep. The umpire did not get out there and throw once out like he should have. Right. Right. And yeah. real quick sidebar, Suarez was already warming up at the bullpen. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So umpire does not come out and throw out once right away. If he had thrown yeah. him out, that would have diffused the situation immediately. Winker sure. was headed to first base, but then you see him look over to the Angels dugout and somebody's chirping at him, right? Turns exactly. out it was Anthony Rendon. As soon as he got hit, starts chirping at Winker. And so Winker's not going to take that. Genuine tough guy, Jesse Winker, yeah. <laughs> charges the Angels. Look, looks the part and everything. Yeah. Yes. The dude's from Buffalo. I mean, come on. He's like <laughs> country. Strong. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so Winker goes toward the Angels dugout and he Brig, he is met with Anthony Rendon, who is injured, three coaches, and a pitcher. Nobody, nobody of any consequence greets Jesse Winker when he gets to that dugout. Right. Tell me that was not set up. Mm. It was absolutely okay. We're going to drill Winker. We're going to bait him. He's going to come over. We can't have anybody important getting suspended. So, or her set up. Or or hurt, set up a wall, right? Like a pick move. Yes, absolutely. 
That's mm. exactly what it was. So they go in. It took like 20 minutes to get the whole thing sorted out. And the thing that's crazy is yeah, I it watched, was a long time. I watched about 45 minutes of this game total because it was on during my Sunday afternoon nap time. Don't want to interrupt <laughs> that nap time. No, um, important. And I saw the whole thing. Like I turned it on. It happened like three minutes later. Yeah. I was like, whoa, wait, what? So, so I saw the whole brawl, saw everything that happened. Um, and I was, I was actually quite upset because I saw people pulling Julio Rodriguez out of the fray. I was like, okay, we can lose Winker. Crawford is obviously getting tossed because you could see him jumping and throwing punches down <laughs> on whoever was on a Winker. <laughs> yeah. So he's gone. I was yeah. like, if Julio gets tossed, there's no way the Mariners are winning this game. No chance. And sure enough, he got tossed, ended up losing the game two to one. Yeah. Um, and so that was the really that was really frustrating. I would have loved to have seen the Mariners win this win that game, but it just it didn't work out. But so let's go through the suspensions. There are there were suspensions handed down tonight, like of course an hour before like an hour pitch, ago. Hours, yeah. yeah, yeah, really recently. So first off, um, Angel Angels interim manager Phil Nevin. And first off, Brig, while I get into these, keep track of the roles of every player for yeah. the Angels here. Okay, so yeah. Nevin got 10 games because he obviously orchestrated the whole thing. So the man who puts out the hit is going to get the harshest punishment. Yep. Jesse Winker got seven games. I'm assuming he was going to get five, but he got an extra game for each bird that he threw into the fan or into the stands, <laughs> right? Yeah. He had eventually apologized to the women and children, which I thought was nice. really funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> good move, but it was really good funny. Good move, yeah. 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 But uh, Anthony Rendon, who was injured, Dom Chidi, who is the bullpen coach, Andrew Wants was the pitcher who the the perpetrator, right? Yeah. And right. JP Crawford all got five games. An injured player, a bullpen coach, and and a reliever. Yep. And then you've got the Ryan opener. Tapera, Excuse me. The, the opener. opener. The opener. The, yeah, sorry. The last minute opener. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ryan Tapera, yeah. pitcher, got three games. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Ray Montgomery, bench coach, Manny Del Campo, bullpen catcher, and Rizel Iglesias, pitcher. And those seeds didn't do anything to deserve that, by the way. I don't know. That was out of hand. That was uncalled for. I'm going to apologize on behalf of all Sunflower Seeds in the world. Uh, They all got two games. And then you've got (laughs) Bill Hazelman, who was another coach on the Angels staff, got one game. Come on. Literally, uh, Mike Trout, nobody, Mike Trout, Jared Walsh, Shohei Otani are standing 10 feet out from the fracas. Yeah, not involved at all because I'm sure they were told, stay back, do not get involved. Yep, all set up, all orchestrated by Nevin. I don't know that 10 games is enough to be completely honest with you. It's It's pretty interesting, unreal, unreal, unreal. These teams are going to play each other again in a few weeks in Seattle, and I'm curious what's going to happen. That's going to be a must-watch series, especially with a <laughs> <Hey>, doubleheader. <laughs> I got to – yeah, because that's when tempers really get going. Yeah. People are tired. It's been a long – you know, first of all, long day. But, okay, I got to read this thing you sent me. This is from LookoutLanding.com. Do you know who wrote this? I don't know the I don't know like the, who the writer was, but Lookout Landing is the Mariners SB Nation page. Yeah, so so it, it's so, a okay. it's a fan it's a fan writing this. This is not Thank a professional you. journalist. It's a fan, but it's pretty fun. So I'm just gonna it read is it. fun. 
says, I'll end with this. The Anaheim Angels have wasted the primes of two most generational talents in decades. They lost an epic 14 games in a row earlier this season. They've chosen to channel their frustrations into inventing perceived slights and attempting to injure other professionals. If their club was a ship, the organizational rot present in Anaheim would have condemned the vessel long ago. They are cowards, plain and simple, and there is no place for such cowardice in Major League Baseball. Now, baseball family, if you're the one that wrote that, we need to hear from you because that was exceptionally well worded. <laughs> it was. I loved every bit of it. And here's the I thing, Brig. I've talked great. in the past. I've talked in the past about how I considered jumping ship and going to be an Angels fan because my wife is an Angels fan, right? You like, have said I've, that. I've said that a number of times. But after this yeah. weekend, I'm like, nope, never. I will yeah. never, ever, ever, because the setup, everything orchestrated by Phil Nevin, like, like, don't get me wrong. We all love a good baseball fight. I hate yeah, having sure. to explain it to my seven-year-old because, because when you do, it's like, well, that sounds really stupid and not really entertaining. But yeah. at the same time, though, like the way that this was set up for the Mariner and like baited the Mariners, like, yes, they should have, they should have been better. And Winker probably should have just gone to first base, but at the same just time, gone to first base. That's what I was going to say. Yep. At the, and he even said too. He said, he said today, if they had thrown out the pitcher right away, I'd have gone to first base. If they had, uh, if it had stopped with Julio, I'd have gone to first base. If yeah. there hadn't been chirping from the dugout, I'd have gone to first base. Perfect storm, like, though. It is because none of those things happened. <laughs> right, and none of them. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And I think if it hadn't well, been the first pitch of the at bat, he would have gone to first base too. But that's just me. I think yeah, if it had maybe been the third that. or the fourth pitch, and and there it had been like a one-two count, and they hit him, I don't think I don't think this would have happened. But it was like, hey, buddy, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. right. And the thing that I thought was crazy too was you saw if I saw a picture of Jesse Winker when he came out of the brawl, and yeah. like he was his neck was scratched up, he had bruises all over his face already, everything, and um. Wow. Luis Torrens is not in the lineup tonight because he hurt his shoulder. I made the joke that he probably was swinging and missing while he was in the brawl. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks, Brad, for putting on your or jumping on your gilded soapbox and letting us know what you think happened there in, in Anaheim. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on a little bit. Reed okay. Detmers was optioned to Salt Triple A Salt Lake, same organization, by the way, the Angels. And uh, this is only six weeks after he tossed a no-no, but his numbers have plummeted. I mean, terribly. It's like it's so like, bad. It, it's like he he threw all the gas out of his tank, and then he sputtered to a to a halt. And everybody's looking at him like we're we're still we're still driving. He's like, nope, not anymore. <laughs> we got so, three more months, guy. <laughs> so from May seventeenth to June twenty first. He has pitched in six games. He started every one of them. Um, he's 0 for 6 as far as the, the team results are concerned. The team he, results, his yeah. His first record is 0 and 2. He's 0-2 win and loss. Um, 27 total innings pitched. He's given up 25 runs. 25, 25 hits. hits, 17 runs, all of which have been earned. He's walked 13 batters, 24 strikeouts, two hit batsmen. His ERA jumped to a nice clean 5.67 in that amount of time again that's from may 17th to june (laughs) 21st so he's that's bad 
<laughs> but it's it's, and eight, it's home runs. And eight home runs. Yeah, it's really bad because after you pitched a no-no, now you're getting pee-pee slapped because you, you're doing so poorly. It's just such a – it's so sad. Well, he, he shouldn't have dumped all the gas out of the tank, though, like you said. Like, yeah. I mean, I know you're going to you're gonna pitch a no-no when you have a chance. That's fine. But Absolutely. Man, I wonder if some teams saw something from that and they got onto him. I wonder if he was tipping pitches because that's really bad. Like there had well, to have been something that somebody saw after that. No, no, that right. They got to. And if it was, if it wasn't every single start since then, yeah, then you could question it. If it wasn't every single appearance, that's fine. Then, you know, maybe there's some developmental issues or something there, but I don't think so, man. I think this is a legit, like you said, they they the book is out. They picked him apart, and he's got to go back and relearn something or stop yeah. doing something. So yeah, exactly, Bryce Harper was hit by a pitch in the thumb, and now he needs surgery. So this is rut row for Bryce. This is rut row. Did you see? The did you see the video of when this happened? Yeah, he looked he like he rather, was. Go ahead. Go ahead. He, he said he'd rather get hit in the face. Because he has, he said, and there was nothing happened. Yeah, he said, I can hit in the face. It's fine. I can take a fastball to the face before I'll take a fastball to the thumb any day. And, yeah, uh, yeah. so he looked angry. He looked, he looked, he did. He looked super angry. And at first I was like, oh, dang, like he's mad that Snell went up and in on him. But yeah. you look later, they showed the video. Snell was like, hey, man, I didn't mean to. And Harper looks at him. He's like, I know. I know it wasn't intentional. And I think yeah. it was just so, he was just so mad that basically his season is over. It's that. basically yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think Phils, he'll be able to come back, but at the same time, man, it, he's not going to be the same this year anyway. And the Phils would have to run pretty deep to, for him to be an impact player at the time where he'll be, be able to make an impact. Right. Right. And his, his bat is such an impact in that order. That it is because, because they're missing him. I don't think they're going to be in contention when it, comes time for him to get back so it's you might as well let him heal because he's having that ucl issue still he hasn't he played is. the field for like a month yeah he's just been so DHing. i to me this is the perfect situation for bryce he's he doesn't have to be the bad guy it's not his fault they're not it's not like they're giving up on the greatest year they've had ever right it's like there's nothing like that going on so I, this is a great opportunity i think for him and for the organization just cooler heels a little bit play the best baseball they can, learn to adapt and overcome and and improvise and and get what they can out of this season. And do that by no means does that mean give up. You got to press on and, and fight every day to win baseball mm-hmm. games. But it's going to give other guys great opportunities to show who they are and the organization will develop and mature a little bit more because of this. Also, he'll have an opportunity to get healthy all the way around because of this too. I don't think I know it's tragic but we were halfway there anyway, and now mm-hmm. we just happen to be all the way there. And it's there's some there's some benefits here. So going into going into Monday, the Phils are thirty nine and thirty five, eight back of the Mets. They're not going to catch the Mets. You're not no. going to make up eight games. I'm sorry. There's a lot of baseball. There's quite a bit of baseball left. I won't say a lot. But there's quite a bit of baseball left. You're not yeah. making up eight games on the Mets unless there's a catastrophe. But Brig, two back in the wild card is all. I know. And that's, that's where it gets that's complicated. Why, that's why you got to win every every game you can. You can't don't, don't just and I hope they don't just sell everybody, right? I hope they're not going to be the trade deadline um you know, prom queens. What well, I don't even know what I was trying to say there. 
the, <laughs> bro. I don't know the, they'd necessarily be the prom queens because the uh, bell of know, the maybe. ball. I wanted to go with bell of the ball for the trade deadline, but it didn't come out right. I don't know. I don't because know because they I don't have think a lot the of great talent. Garage sailing. I'm my, my approach would be garage sailing everybody, just giving everybody away. So that's why I was kind of like, yeah, maybe the prom queen. But you're a Mariners fan. Away, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't look, know. look, because they have some talent on that team that other teams could use, like really could definitely, use. Definitely. And so yeah. I don't know if this impacts what the trade deadline will look like based on what their season looks like now and what it will continue to look like without Bryce Harper. But it is going to be dramatic. Um, I just I hope they don't sell everybody off because I think next year with a healthy Bryce Harper and the maturity that this will bring to the lineup, they're going to have an opportunity to do even better than they're doing this year. That's all I'm saying. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. It, it is going to be interesting, the dominoes that fall as a result of Bryce Harper's injury. So we'll have to keep an eye on it and update you as they come. Before we take a break, Brig and I have a new way that you can support the podcast. So one thing And yourself. Like, and yourself. And yourself. Yes. That's right. Because one thing we like to ask our guests about is their favorite sunflower seed flavor. Well, we have new favorites around here. Personally, I love Hatch Chili and Briggs' new favorite is Parmesan and Pepper. Both are delicious flavors from Chinook Cedary. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Briggs holding those up and also wearing his fancy Chinook Cedary t-shirt. Boom! Because we love them so much, we reached out and have partnered with Chinook Cedary so you can get the best seeds at a discounted price. That's right, a discount because we love helping you guys save money. So go to ChinookSeedery.com and use code BTPOD at checkout and get 10% off your order and support the show. Again, that's ChinookSeedery.com and the code is BTPOD for 10% off your order. And we will be right back. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So we have gone a couple weeks without updating you on our Fantasy Baseball League. Um, some of you might think that's fine. Some of you might be missing and really jonesing for what's going on in uh, the Baseball Together Fantasy Baseball League. So here we have it. Here we have it just for all of you. Um, this week was absolutely insane. So first off, I, I didn't have a good signal on Monday when I was coming back from a family reunion. So I forgot to put in a second baseman. Totally forgot to put in a second baseman. So I went the whole Whoops. week. Yes, with, <laughs> with that position missing. And I was fine for the most part. I was fine for much of the week until Sunday, I believe it was. Um, Denise, Grace Under Fire, came back and beat my Manitoba Man Clowns 421 to 404. Rowdy Telez was her top scorer with 84 points. And then she had Dylan Cease with 54. Uh, he pitched 13 innings with a win that only gave up one earned run and struck out 24. That's going to be a good week for a pitcher. Uh, Matt Olson was my top scorer, 84. I had Trevor Story with 66, and then Adley Rush, uh, Rushman with 52. So I don't know. I if if I had a second baseman, I would have won. 
I would have won that matchup. I'm very upset my, at myself. Now I have a two-game losing streak or two-week losing streak. And then we have the big league Chupacabras against Springfield Nuclear Power. That is um, that is Jewel against Tory. Jewel won that one 444 to 384. Jewel has a three-game winning streak. He is by far the best in the league. He's nine and two right now. So he is the betting favorite, as you would say, going forward. His best player was CJ Crone with 54 points, but he has a balanced attack, is the thing that he's beating people with. Is that he's not top heavy. He's balanced. He has, and then he had Jared Walsh with 51, Cal Raleigh with 49. He picked up Cal Raleigh, I think, last week. And Raleigh's been just playing out of his mind. It's he's been awesome for the Mariners. And then um Tori had JT Ramuto Real Muto with 64 points and Paul Goldschmidt with just 63. Paul Goldschmidt has been a juggernaut until literally last week. I think if he had put up a regular week he probably would have beaten Jewel, but he did not. So let's go into Brigger Mortis against the Harrisburg Charlies. Harrisburg Charlies, that's John's team. John won that one 414 to 353. Brig likened that to a guillotine a, execution. A guillotine execution. <laughs> it's like, you know how everybody says, ah, oh, it's just Monday. No yeah. worry. Monday <laughs> is what did it. The Monday did it, yeah. <laughs> Everything was fine until Monday, and then Ty France got hurt, and I don't have a Oh, DH, man. So. Yeah, that Ty France injury has been killer in Seattle, too. Um, so your top score, though, Brig, was Travis Darno, and he had 84 points. You outscored everybody. Everybody on yeah. his team. In fact, um, Luis Arias had 53, and that would have been the third high score for John because his top two were Javi Baez and Reese Hoskins at 58, 57, respectively. So, yep. again, even scoring is what ended up doing you in there. Um, yeah, I know. And then we had the Springfield Isotopes. That is Zip uh, against yeah. Jason, not another fantasy team. That was the closest match I think we've had all season so far. Jason won that one 366 to 363. Pete Alonso was Jason's highest scorer with 72, then Ryan Mountcastle with 49. Jose Altuve was Zip's high scorer at 58, and Josh Belden had 53. Um, he did have Jesse Winker. I, I bet if Winker had not gotten tossed on Sunday, Zip would have won that matchup. Yeah. And uh, Zip is at the bottom of the of – the, uh, Standings right now at one and ten. I would have liked to see him get to two and nine there, but again, that Jesse Jesse Winker ejection really really messed him up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's a bummer. And I might have won had Julio Rodriguez not gotten tossed too. At least would have been closer. So, anywho, all right, move on, shall we? Should we talk trade deadline, Brig? Let's talk trade deadline, Brad. So, let's start with who needs what, and I. I went pretty top-heavy in my analysis here for the simple fact that the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Mets, they're all going to win their division. Mm -hmm. And they're all, at this point in the race, favorites to go to the World Series on some level, right? They just are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I listed them first. And I almost, in fact, I limited all of my trade deadline talks to these people, these teams, because I don't care about anybody else. And uh, I don't think our listeners care about anybody else either. I think we all know who's who in the zoo and uh, we're feeling smug. (laughs) 
So <laughs> you're probably right though, because honestly, like our yeah. Yankee stuff does better than anybody else. And then you've got the Dodgers. That's another huge market and the Mets are going to do really well too. So, I mean, I, I get and it. I, I've been predicting the, ESPN, the Mets aren't, they're not going to the approach, right? I don't know, but it works. Here you are. <laughs> what, who needs what? Okay. The Yankees, they need an outfield bat with solid defensive capabilities. All of Yankeedom wants Joey Gallo out. Out. Well, so I was actually looking at the at the Yankees roster, like their lineup today, and the fact that they have him batting nine, like I know he's not the same Joey Gallo of a couple of years ago, but I was like, man, he would still yeah. be batting third in Texas if he was there. Oh yeah, oh for like, sure. They would but that's be adamant that he would be batting that's a, third. That's a that's a testament to how good the Yankees are right now. I mean, exactly. they're just insane. They're exactly insane. Right. It's a special team this year. And so, I wonder, and I, I do wonder real quick though with Gallo, I wonder yeah. if that's part of the problem though, is that some guys strive in certain parts of the lineup. Yep. Right? That nine might not be might be like some kind of mental block for him that he can't bat that low in the order. Could be. Know. So it's maybe he just possible. needs to go somewhere else. Well, but so Aaron him. Hicks has been having major problems um until recently. And then mm-hmm. we got a couple of flashes in the pan from Hicks, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. You can stay, but that's it. That's how the fans are reacting to performance right now. Is they are. It's like, uh, 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 don't mess with this. If you're not contributing, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a really harsh tone in the in the bleachers, the bleacher creatures. It's they, funny because are. Aaron Hicks, like after games, is like public enemy number one on Twitter all the time. Anytime there's a loss, yeah. it's Aaron Hicks. Like, what are we trading yeah. Aaron Hicks? When can we DFA Joey Gallo? That's right. And Joey Gallo. That's exactly right. And so, and you know what? It just is what it is. But Hicks has started to maybe turn things around and redeem himself. The point is, the Yankees need to leave Aaron Judge in center field. Let him be happy. Let him continue to do a great job there, et cetera. And just let the mojo go. So mm-hmm. I don't think they need a center fielder. A lot of people are saying we need a more reliable center fielder. I'm like, why? Judges have pre- a career year playing center field. He is. And by the way, he's the chief justice of the Supreme Sport. Okay, so you just <laughs> leave him there. If he's good at it, you know, that's been my nickname for him since he was a rookie and went that's on that awesome. home run tear. The that. chief justice of the Supreme Sport. Yeah, put that in your prayer and ponder it anyway so let's move on to the dodge uh, the, the other thing the yankees could use is a bullpen insurance arm that would be purely Everybody injury that, prevention though. yeah that's all it yeah. is and the otherwise it's the best bullpen maybe in a decade i don't know the outfield contributors okay so moving on to los angeles the dodgers in la they need outfield contributors we've talking mookie Betts is out cody bellinger sucks at baseball um, they have problems all over the place. So they also need replacement pitching um, and relief support. Walker Bueller's out. Uh, nobody mm-hmm. knows who the other guy is because he was acquitted and he still doesn't play baseball. So he's not, he doesn't play either. Yeah. So they need pitching support and they need some relief support as well. The relief support that they think I think they need in the bullpen has more to do with injuries and and making sure that this bullpen isn't carrying the starting rotation as much as they have been recently. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest problem that they're up against now. So they need they just need more bodies to move around in the out or in the bullpen that can do better or they replace what's going on in the starting rotation. 
Yeah, and the, the, Mets, the outfield, hold on, with the Dodgers, their yeah. outfield is there are significant issues there, though. Like without yeah, Mookie Betts, and like you're saying with Cody Bellinger, like it's not just good team problems, right? It's nope. that they have a center fielder who is a shell of himself when he was an MVP. And then you've got yep. Gavin Lux who they've thrown out there because he seems to have issues playing infield, but he's yeah. still not a great outfielder. Like there, no, there are not. still issues there. So there are, there are significant issues in the outfield. And I think that it could end up being their undoing late in the season. And the Padres yep. could stick around and catch them because of they those could. issues. If they don't fill in those holes and it's going to be hard for them to fill in those holes because a lot of teams that have quality outfielders are not going to be willing to, uh, to give guys up unless Brig, one guy they could pick up is the Brewers DFA Lorenzo Kane. That's right. That is exactly right. And we're going to get into who's available um, he, in a minute. But the Mets, the, really the only thing I can see that the Mets absolutely have to have is starting pitching. Otherwise, they're doing fine. But if mm-hmm. they can't replace – because Max Scherzer seems to be on the move and on his way back, he's he seems to be doing well. DeGrom is now he has a baseball in his hand now, but that's it. There's right. no there's no movement forward, there's no progress being made in his rehabilitation. Scherzer is making moves, and that right. guy's gonna he's gonna come back and it's gonna be fine. DeGrom, mm-hmm. no idea. So I wonder, I wonder if their approach with DeGrom is we don't we're not gonna bring him back until we need him. Once things right. start to look like we need him. We'll bring him back. Or you just sit him down and say, okay, you sprint August, September, October. You pitch three three good months for us and we'll win a ring. I wonder I wonder if that's their approach. So how do you ramp up a guy like DeGrom for a three-month sprint? After he's I, literally sitting around until now. Right, right. I think next week you've you've got to get him into minor league games next week. If you can, like he has, if he's healthy he has enough. To, yeah, well, I think at the absolute latest, you have him in minor league games at the All Star break. By the break, yeah, but yeah, like and put him in a double A situation and see how he does. Yeah, maybe start him at low A, but I'd put him in double. Just put I'd him in put double, him a. double A. Yeah, see how put he him goes. In double A for a couple. Put him in double A for a week, triple A for a week, and then get him back in August. Yeah, unless there's major problems, and then you're really in trouble. Right. Yes, and then you got to do some development work and hope for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and put him on the sixty man. Because yeah. losing losing forty can, man losing can gain momentum, especially with the Mets. Stop it! <laughs> they're not going to make the bed, Brad. History. I know I'm it's true, it. but they're not going to do it. I don't okay. think they will. So, either. who's available? Who's on the move? Okay, who's hot to move? You mentioned Lorenzo Cain. Where did that come from? Why did they DFA him? I don't know. Um, it happened though on his tenth, like the day he got 10 years of MLB service time, which is pretty cool. They waited because it is cool because what that means is that now he gets a full pension when he retires. So that's cool on, on them for doing that. And it was like a mutual thing, I guess, but at the same time, though, organizational respect. If I need an outfielder, I'm picking him up. Well, as he was the teams I just mentioned, need him. Right. He was one of the best players, one of the best outfielders in the game. What? Two years ago. Three yeah. years ago, three like maybe, that. but yeah. So, I think he's still got something in the tank. He just needs to change the scenery. I think he'll be fine. So, which of these markets would you put him in? L.A. or New York? L.A. Where does he thrive? L.A. Me too. That's LA. exactly what I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. 
because yeah. he's been he's LA. been Kansas City and Milwaukee. He has not yes. he has not done the harsh market like New York. I think nope. he would I think he would do better. It'd be a much softer landing spot in LA. Hundred percent agree with you. Love it. Let's talk about Wilson Contreras. He has one more year on his contract. Do you think anybody picks him up as a rental? Mm, you know, two weeks ago, I would have said Seattle needs him, but not so he much anymore. Like I said, right. Cal Raleigh has been money. Yeah. Way better defensively, hitting the cover off the ball. Um, I don't I don't know if anybody picks him up, honestly. The Yankees are set. The Blue Jays are set. Um, maybe the Red Sox. Maybe. Christian Vasquez, he's their everyday guy. Yeah, he is, and he's he's good. He's right? solid. He's not a bad yeah. player. He's not. Yeah. There's no. There's no issues with Christian, as far as I can see. Yeah, they're certainly not going to send him to Milwaukee because Milwaukee has some issues at catcher. A little like, not like major they're issues. Not send but, him to Milwaukee, but he would be an upgrade, and they're definitely not going to send him to Milwaukee. No. Um, the Braves are fine. The Mets are fine. Cardinals the Dodgers are fine. are fine. Dodgers are fine. Maybe the Padres. Who? Yeah, I was going to say, who's in San Diego and who's in San Francisco? Um, the Padres have one of the Nola brothers. At Austin. Austin Nola. Yeah, Austin I, Nola. He would certainly be an upgrade over him, even though Austin yeah. Nola has really – I think he might be – it might be a chemistry thing why they don't move on from Austin Nola. Maybe. You know, But we just talked to Samson about that, and he said it doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. So because it, it does, because Wilson really Contreras is about ten steps up from Austin Nola, at least ten on both yes. sides of the ball every time. So I, it might be the place I'd do it. Who's in San Francisco right now? I don't know. Let me look. They because... have. Um, I think they have a rookie right now. Yeah. Catching for them because I mean obviously they don't have Buster Posey this year. Um. So I, I'm pretty Joey sure they have Bart. A... Yes, Joey Bart. They just optioned him to AAA a couple of days ago and put in Austin Wins as a replacement, and he was well, a pickup. And that and this is one of the things with the with the Giants too is that they are not playing well right now. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, they're still 39 and 33, which is fine. Yeah. But at the it's same fine. time, in that division, it's not good enough because they're six and a half back. Yeah, it's not good enough. Uh, okay, let's move on. Ian Happ. Ian Happ, the Chicago Cubs have Ian Happ. Do you see him going anywhere? We're talking about bats right now, obviously. So Ian Happ is a capable baseball player, in case those of you maybe forgot. <laughs> he, is. he happens to be an outfielder, in case you guys don't know. Um, and he currently plays for the ever-sinking Chicago Cubs, I guess is the best way to say it. They are. They are ever-sinking. You're right. It is a huge problem. Um, now, his last few at-bats have been terrible. <laughs> um, he went 0 for 5 on the 26th and 0 for 3 on the 25th, 1 for 4 on the 24th, all against the Cardinals. But... Defensively, there's not a liability there, as far as I'm aware. Are you aware of any defensive liabilities? No, I'm not aware. And I actually, I know the best spot for him. Where? New York. With the Yankees. He can handle yeah. it. He can handle batting the bottom of the order, if that's totally. what it takes. 
He's totally. the guy to fill that hole. There are enough That's bats really good. in that lineup to make up for his offensive. What? Miss two seventy nine right now. He's batting two seventy nine. That's not right bad now. though. It's not in that bad. Game. I it's take two seventy nine Seattle right now. Shoot. Yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't rate too well against everybody else on the team. But it's but like it's I'm saying, bad. you can bat him ninth and you're fine. And, and then you're you've fine. got a good, you you've got a solid Joey defender. Gallo out of there, and there's no problems. Yep. The other guy who's available right now, who's also an outfielder, is Andrew Benintendi, playing in Kansas City, hmm. and uh, he is he is uh, I would say tradable. Currently, I would think so too. yeah, currently out of the 70 games he's played in so far, his batting average is at 295. 42 strikeouts, um, three only three home runs. Again, I see this guy as a ninth ninth in the lineup kind of guy, just like you say with Ian Happ. And Benintendi has played in Fenway, right? He was in the Red Sox organization for a really long time. Yeah, he's familiar he understands a harsh market. He knows what it's like to play under a lot of pressure. And I think he's wasting away in Kansas City right now. He's a much better ball player than... And he's a terrific defensive guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. he could end up in L.A., he could end up in New York, and it would be a great fit for him either way. It would be. the. I think the problem with trading, like getting Ben Attendee for any team, is that if you care about your farm system, that's not the deal to make because that's what the Royals are going to want. They are going to want a, a minor league haul for him. And cash so considerations like, for that new ball field they want to build. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so like Seattle, like I would never have Seattle trade for Benintendi because they're going to want too many guys out of the farm Let's system. Strip it, yeah. Maybe in New York where they're like, yeah, we just bring in vets anyway, right? And have a couple of prospects come up here and there. Like might work. Same thing in L.A. because Same they're thing not in LA. real prospect heavy. So, yeah, I'd like to see There's a couple of Blue. Well, and I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Yankees pinstripes, to be honest there with you. There you go, yeah. He'd be another um, one of those Boston Yankee guys. Exactly. And that doesn't hurt my feelings. Erber. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about arms. Okay. Available pitchers. We have Frankie Montas plays for Oakland. Luis Castillo in Cincinnati. Pablo Lopez in Miami. And Martin Perez in Texas are all possible trade chips going into this uh, trade deadline. So, and Every one of the teams that I listed that are at the top of the heap right now, they all need arms at some point in some Every, position. Yeah, everybody needs arms. Anybody and everybody gonna does. is going to need another arm. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't think we need to really get into who fits best where on this list, just that there are four really good pitchers Frankie available Montas right now. He's legit, too. He's legit. And so he is Pharrell. So good. Yeah. And so is Castillo, get, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. If honestly, if I'm Miami, I keep Pablo Lopez, keep him because you've got a team who's on the fringe. Like, if you get if you give that team another year of major league experience, they could probably make the wild card next year. I would think they could, they're not going to this year, but they could next year get that pick up the senior leader to back things up a little bit. They've got senior leaders, they've got Jorge Soler on that team. That's right, Soler. I forget about him because it's in Miami. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. But true. no, I th- I think they could. They've got a lot of talent on that team, and they're they're being pests in the in the NL East. So they are. I think they could. They're, 
they're pests. Anyway, uh, baseball family, don't forget to subscribe to this show. We publish it every Tuesday morning wherever you podcast. It's available, and uh, that's obviously a great way to get notified anytime we come out with a new show, Tuesday mornings. And then we also, I'm going to jump down and talk about this. Thursday nights, we go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We've started doing it on Twitch as well. It's every Thursday night. It's at what do we do it at 9:30 Eastern? <laughs> yeah, 9:30 Eastern. We jump 9:30 Eastern every Thursday night during the season, where we will give you more current event updates. We do an injury update that time. Um, it's another great way for you to interact with us, and you can jump on and actually talk to us live on the live broadcasts. Um, so if you want to do that, you can you can go ahead and and jump in there. Um, let's talk about. I'm going to shift gears now, Brad, and let's talk about home run derby all the way. Okay. No, no. I want you to talk about Kikuchi for a minute. Okay, you say Kikuchi. How do you say his name? Kikuchi. Thanks. Okay. You say Kikuchi. Now, Brig, I'm going to take a little bit of a victory lap on this because when when the Blue Jays signed him as a free agent, uh, everybody was like, oh, man. The, the Blue Jays have the best starting rotation in the American League. They're going to go on playing win the World Series because they're just outstanding. Yeah. And I said, if you recall, I do. No, recall. you say Kikuchi is not that good. He's not nearly yeah. that good because he got to the point last year, for those who don't remember, where he was pulled from his last start and Tyler Anderson pitched on short rest instead. Yep. So, and now, now it's come to fruition because. Earlier than I thought, because last year it was after the All-Star break because the Mariners went with a six-man rotation. Um, this year, we're seeing it now. Um, he has, uh, so far this season, the Blue Jays have lost 10 of his starts. They're 4-10 and 10 when he starts games. 36-21 uh, and 21 when he doesn't, which is good, for those of you who don't know. Uh, he has a 5.08 ERA, 1.59 whip. He's walked 35, what? struck out 66, and that's in 56.2 innings pitched, 56 and two-thirds. So uh, if you're keeping track, that means that Yusei Kikuchi is driving the struggle bus. And um, honestly, the, the Blue Jays manager is like, there's no defense for it. He's been bad. <laughs> He's been terrible. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not taking a victory lap on somebody struggling, but, man, I did see it. We... I predicted this would happen and it is going on. And I don't think it's going to get any better for the rest of the year. And it's going to be a thorn in the blue Jays side, unless they make a move and get another pitcher to replace him in the rotation maybe put him on the bullpen. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's okay. what's going on in Toronto. You should feel great. Thanks, Brig. You should. Thanks. <laughs> You should we talk about the Red Sox great. and the and the Guardians real quick because that was speaking of Thursday Night Let's Live. That was one of the series we we highlighted because both teams were incredibly hot going into that game. They were we said, or going to that series. Uh, I think we said the Guardians were had won seventeen to twenty one, and the Red Sox had won sixteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. So it was really really like fire against fire. But the Red Sox freaking swept them. They yeah. swept the Guardians. Yeah, <laughs> I was not they sure did. That. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> It was so, really bad. Yeah. So, um, and then the Guardians got whomped on by the Twins tonight. Um, and and you said that it's not going to last. It's not sustainable. They're not going to win the Central, right? 
if I remember yep, right. That's I did. said on Thursday. So I think what yep. it comes down to is that was probably a fun little run, but that's going to be the end of it for the Guardians as far as contending in the AL Central. I think it's going to be the Twins division to lose going forward. I yep. think you were right on that. I think you're right. Uh, Red Sox, eight and two of their last 10. Um, and like a dude, 19 out of their last, what, 25 or something like that? Well, I did see today that they've won. I want to say it's they've won like they're like thirty and nine in their last thirty nine games or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're the definition of red hot, red hot. But they've only gamed a half a game on the Yankees in that time. (laughs) They're still twelve games back. It's insane. (laughs) It's so crazy. Insane. The Yankees have only lost nine games at home. (laughs) Well, did you see today too? They've played thirty games at home and or. What they've, 30, I think they played 30 games at home and no, 10 of those, or they won 30 32 games and at home. nine, 32 so, and nine. Out, anyway, 10 out of those home. wins have come on walk offs. Yeah, they've had 10 walk offs, and Judge That's has crazy. had three of them as he advances to his unrestricted free agency this offseason. It's very intense. Gonna get right a bag. Now. Gonna get all right. Bag. Before we let's take another break, but before we do, we've got to talk about NASCAR hats, Brad. <laughs> we do need to talk about we have NASCAR. to we have to talk about nascar hats and for those of you who do not know what we're talking about mlb has released their fourth of july hats and uh i don't mind saying that they they just plain look like nascar hats they just they do just plain look like nascar hats you're it's not right. even it's not even uh i don't even know what to say I, I want to say it's not dignified, but is that too harsh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So let's take a look real quick. I have the Dodgers and the Angels hats right here because there's a blue variation okay. and a red variation. Okay, yeah. so here's the blue variation for those of you watching Thank on you. YouTube. Okay, so it's it's got a white field in the front, blue visor. The rest of the hat, back of the hat is blue with a blue squatchy. And then there's like a tattered American flag in that white field across the front with a navy blue LA with a red outline. Yep. Now, my opinion is that if you wanted to go white field, navy blue, and red LA, stop there. It doesn't need the tattered flag on it. Yeah. Because that looks like, like Briggs said, it looks like it belongs in a different sport. The only thing that it's missing as far as a NASCAR hat, I feel like, is the mesh back. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. they swung and missed on, obviously. During spring training, <laughs> preseason or spring yeah. training. Yeah. So let's look at the red variation. Here's the Angels version, and it's it's the same thing. It's just the only difference is that everywhere it was navy blue on the hat is red now, and then it's a red and navy blue A with a red halo as well. Um, again, I if they had left the flag off, I thought it would have looked pretty nice. I like yep. I like a white field on the front of a hat, but I do too on those front two panels. But man, it so. Obviously, I'm poking fun at it being a NASCAR hat, and I I don't have anything against NASCAR. I don't have anything against the fashion that is associated with NASCAR and the styles that they perpetuate in that sport and in those culture, that culture, because I I now get it, and I actually really enjoyed it. But what I will say is this tattered flag thing is really bugging me. It's like it feels like a subtle political statement by New Era, which is now owned by Major League Baseball. It's like right. the country's having a hard time right now, and we're going to put a tattered flag on the front of our baseball caps. It's like, come on, man. That's not what we need right now. <laughs> and I don't I don't want to have any politics in baseball, and I just 
it's just that close to having politics in baseball. And I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> well, and, and see, my thing is that it looks like the reason to me it looks like a NASCAR hat is because it looks like something that would be put on a na- an actual vehicle in NASCAR right. as far as yes. an ad. Like it's not even job. so much the fact that it's the flag. It's just the pattern. You could take no. the flag print off and the pattern of the flag itself looks like it belongs on a NASCAR, like a NASCAR car or I a agree. NASCAR hat. That's what I it agree. is to me. That it just yes. it doesn't the pattern itself, the print does not look like it belongs on a baseball hat because it's just it's it's too much. There's too much going it, on. It's too much. I wish they would go back to what 2015. I think it was 2015. White cap, red visor, the logo stitched with the stars and stripes, gold around the the emblem, the logo. The those, end. Red squad. So those <laughs> those ones weren't on field hats. Those were just a special edition. What they well, did they do that should year? Do them on the field. <laughs> they should do them. What they did that year that you're referring to though was a solid color, either navy blue or red again with the logo and it was like a flag print in the background. Yeah. Is what they did. Okay. So anyway, and I think I'm going to look one more in 2014. Those were either navy blue with a red visor or red with a navy blue visor with a flag star behind it. Right. So I think and yeah. again, I if you had taken the star out of that, it would have been a pretty cool hat. Yeah. Red and blue. For sure. I like yeah. it. But anyway, all right, baseball family, we're going to take a quick break, but let us know if are we way off base here on this NASCAR edition of the 4th of July hats, or is this exactly how you feel? Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the home run derby because there are multiple. The Non There Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Non-Linear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to get into home run derby talk right now because, that, like I said before the break, there are more than one type of home run derby now. In fact, not just are there more than one type, there will be more than one event. So we're excited about it, and we're going to bring it to you right now. We have all the details. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, or whatever, a few months ago. I think it was whatever. a couple of months ago when it was announced. Yeah, it was like in May or something. or I guess that was just a couple of weeks ago. Point is, we <laughs> home run derby X is a real thing, uh, and now we have a lot more information about what it is, what it means, when it will be, where it will be, etc. So we're going to explain it to you right now. Home run derby X is basically Major League Baseball's fan interaction outreach program to expand the audience to international people <laughs> yeah i don't I have I don't a better know. word <laughs> we uh, international they, they folks international that? folks and gents and ladies and gentle people <laughs> okay here's how home run derby x is going to be broken down because it's it's a it's a modified home run derby there will be four teams they're going to play in a bracket format 
and they're going to play on reduced size fields. So let me show you what the graphic looks like that they published. This is for those of you watching on YouTube, this is what it's going to look like. But for those of you listening, let me explain it. The field of play will be between 280 feet to 320 feet to center field. Think of a dramatic pie wedge, right? Like a piece of pizza. Right. The home plate is going to be at the base of the piece of pizza, at the tip, and then outfield wall will be the crust, okay? There will be between 280 feet to 320 feet. That's a small field, first of all. That's a, then, that's a little bit bigger than most Little League fields as far as yeah, center field goes. Exactly. Now, what we're seeing is that there will be an, a, a, an angle, almost like a pentagon sort of, degrees on this so that it looks the like a center big field diamond. yeah the center field is going to be deeper than the right and left field foul poles where quote foul poles would be um, between 260 and 300 feet down each line to be specific and that's going to flex to accommodate whatever venue or local conditions might might afford them so the angle of the field they're saying optimally the field of play will be set with an angle of 45 degrees from home plate. So again, if you're taking that pie wedge out, it's going to be at a 45 degree angle. Okay. The batter's and box. Will hold be, on pers- perspective yeah. real quick. It, it, for those of you who don't know, it is 90 degrees on a regular baseball field. So what they're actually doing is I think they're trying to level the playing field just a little bit. Yeah. By not allowing the batters to pull the ball down the line. That's right. You have to hit basically hit the ball to left field, right field, and then everything in between. That's right. You can't play the lines. Yep. So the batter's box is going to be marked, and it will be raised on a stage, which is totally new. Then their pitcher's mound will also be raised to the same height as that of the stage. They're going to be on a uh, – it's still going to be a mound, but it's going to be up as high as whatever this platform the batter's box will be in. There will also be target positions. They're going to be two raised targets placed approximately 160 feet from home plate and about 20 feet from each of the foul lines. You're going to get additional points for hitting those targets, basically. It's like getting a free steak when you hit the bull in Durham, right? There you go. Two raised targets will also be placed immediately beyond the outfield fence, approximately 20 feet either side of center field. Again, this is the the outfield, the home run wall beyond that home run fence will be specific targets as well. There's also going to be a catch zone. And the reason the catch zone is important is because there will be two, I believe it's two people who are going to be out there specifically to catch baseballs. And they're not just there to shag balls. There will be points associated or taken away if you if your balls get caught in the outfield and along the fence. Hmm. The catch zone will cover 60 feet from the outfield fence the front of the catch zone will be delineated by a marked line on the outfield. And the outfield fence will be padded outfield fence, minimum height of four feet. Okay. So this is what it's going to look like. And it is uh, that we have some more information here. And then Brad, I'm going to want your opinion on this. So the teams will have four players each, four teams, four players. There's going to be one former major league baseball player. One female baseball player or softball star, think Jenny Finch or something like that, right? Right. One player from the men's development system at whatever level, and there will also be one wild card player participant who's a content creator of some kind. The whole point of this 
is to enable content creation, specifically video content, that Major League Baseball will then peddle and use to promote the game to international audiences and to audiences at home. Okay, each of the players are going to have a 25-pitch at-bat during the game. Four players, four teams, 25 pitches at-bat. There will be two fielders present for each at-bat. This is how you score points. Home runs, obviously. Catches, there will be points associated. If you hit the targets and if you hit home runs on a hot streak, one after the other, after the other, after the other, you'll get points that way as well. And a time bonus or point bonus will be associated for the hot streaks. Kind of like the time bonus associated in the actual home run derby. You get an extra 30 seconds for hitting distances and stuff like that. Okay, so what they Major League Baseball has decided to do is that they're going to pick four franchises that they've selected as being what I think is the most marketable um, is right. for the decision they've made. They said the oldest franchises in uh, in the game's history, which is a bunch of malarkey, but um, <laughs> it we'll say it right well. now because the Reds are not there. The Reds are the not Reds. In the, in they're the not included, and it's the oldest team in baseball. So they've included the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. And they've already announced the former players who's going to be playing for each of these teams. For the Yankees, represented by Nick Swisher. Red Sox, Johnny Gomes. Dodgers, Adrian Gonzalez. And the Cubs is Giovanni Soto. Those are the four players that are going to represent the organizations. And it is going to be a world tour. Mm-hmm. There are three locations announced. It is this year, ladies and gentlemen. This year. Do not... Get that twisted. They will be in London <laughs> in a month, or in less than a month, I mean. They're going to be in London in a couple weeks, on July 9th. They're going to be in Seoul, South Korea, September 17th. My goodness, I wish I could be there for that. Mm-hmm. And they'll be in Mexico City on October 15th. Whew! That's the situation. Good job, Brig. Thanks, man. That was great. Here's the deal. What do you think <laughs> of this? <laughs> Will you talk I think for a it's, minute? I think, yeah, I think it's cool, <laughs> honestly. Um, I like that they're getting fans involved. That's a lot of fun because I, I compare the I, I compare MLB to the NBA a lot. I know that, but I'm going to do it again. So there was a few years ago, and maybe it was like 20 years. I don't know. It was a while ago, the NBA did away with the slam dunk contest because it was it was old and stale. There was like no new dunks and people were bored of it. So what they did is they replaced it with what was called the shooting stars event, which was an NBA player, an NBA all-star with a corresponding WNBA all-star from their same city. They would team up and they would shoot from different spots on the court. And the team that got the most points based on where they're shooting from won. Okay. Nice. Now, since then they brought back the home run derby they've done away with that event because it wasn't popular people didn't like it it was boring anyway you mean the they brought slam back dunk the contest the, yeah they brought back the slam dunk contest sorry and a lot of people are saying what they need to do with the nba is there are some tremendous street ballers who can dunk like some guys on the street who just like will just throw down and it is absolutely amazing and they're like bring them in four yeah. NBA guys, four street ballers, and have them do an, a slam dunk contest. The reason awesome. the NBA will not do that, though, is because they do not want street ballers looking better than their players. That is the one reason they will not do that. Yeah. However, Major League Baseball is doing that with Home Run Derby X. They're bringing in former players because they, they don't want – they don't want 
active players being in this event for obvious reasons because of the timing, travel, everything. But what they're going to do is they're going to bring in former players who can hit home runs and have average Joes go up against them and hit home runs on a smaller field. Yeah. And what you're going to do is you're going to see side by side the difference between an average Joe, somebody who can probably play beer league softball very well, right? Yeah. Or maybe a Saturday wood bat league very well against a big leaguer and you're going to see the difference side by side because major league baseball knows they know that even the former players are so much better that you're going to be wildly impressed with it and you're going to want to see what major league baseball is what it is that makes it so special and different than the other leagues why the top level is so much better than the street leagues the college leagues everything like that so i think it's really cool it's a great move on their part it's great publicity Really, a great way to reach out to international audiences by putting it in their front yards, right? Yeah. Going to London, going to Seoul, going to Mexico City. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be really cool. Seoul's going to be a really big deal, huge deal. Like that stadium is going to be packed. Mexico City will likely be packed. London is oh, going to yeah. be packed because packed. there is an appetite for baseball in London. And taking Home Run Derby X there is an outstanding move. I think this whole thing's awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be more baseball content. It's going to spill over a little bit into the off season, not as much as I think it should, because that's something baseball needs to do. Baseball needs to figure out how to spill over into the off season and become a 12 month sport like the NFL, the NBA starting to, because that's really what's going to get more eyes on is you need to have something to consume in the off season more than just hot stove league. Like we love it because we're nerds, right? We're junkies. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and yes, yeah, spring training comes pretty quick, but not quick enough. Not enough. No. So I feel like that's something they could do in the off season to really keep eyes on baseball. And it would be awesome. Yeah. I think actually I can see why they would do the timeline that they've set up. And it, it probably has something to also do with, um, with travel. You, well, and what's, what's more appropriate in those cultures at those times of year and whatever like that. There's gotta be some implication there as well that we're not aware of, but, um, but I, I really wish this was more of a, maybe like a lead up to preseason to spring training stuff. Um, or I don't know. Well, I mean the world baseball classic is played in what January, February, mm, February, beginning of March, I think February, March, beginning of March. February, March. Yeah. If they were leading up to the World Baseball Classic with this, could you imagine how much better the ratings would be, especially Holy in countries crap. like Korea and Mexico, like having oh, eyes man. on those places? Dude, that just made my heart pitter-patter. <laughs> that was awesome. But anyway, no, it'll be cool. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. It'll be a nice little change, and it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it'll be fun. I like stuff like this. Like this is the kind Thank of stuff you. we used to do in baseball practice just to improve our like directional hitting. And it's yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, and fun fun is what major league baseball needs more of. Yeah. That's why Jazz Chisholm is so popular, right? That's yes. why Tatis is so popular. That's why I mean this it's because they're fun and they're bringing fun to the game and they're bringing fun to the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of fun and fans, you know who is one of my son Wilson, you know who, who is one of his favorite players right now? Who? Juan Soto, specifically because of that little butt shake he does, the little on the booty shake scene. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves yeah. it. He thinks it's so funny. He was. I'm. I would not be surprised if he goes up to the plate in the fall and does that. 
<laughs> he might. For sure. Well, that's like when Derek Jeter put his hand back, and then everybody told the umpire, like, I'm not ready yet, homie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, yep. it's a thing. It just people yeah. pick up on stuff like that. All right, baseball family, we are going to jump into our picks for Home Run Derby participants. All right. Now, the way the Home Run Derby is set up, there will be eight participants, four from the American League, four from the National League, and uh, only one player so far has decided that they are not having it this year, and that's Aaron Judge, which makes a heap of sense to me. <laughs> it does, um, yeah. Even though he's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Sport, he has absolutely no business participating in the Home Run Derby, not with this tear he's on. He is on pace to break Roger Maris's 61 home run franchise record. And um, we're all very excited to see if that happens. So um, pins and needles. So excluding him on purpose, because he's very formally stated that he will not be participating. Brad, who do you have coming in from the American league? The American league. And so these are, this is not necessarily a prediction. This is right. This is who I want right. to see, right? Okay. Me too. Yep. Okay. So for the American League, I would like to see Mike Trout participate in the Home Run Derby because we have not seen that yet. Boom. Me too. I, I think he has to, honestly. If you're not going to play in the postseason, you got to be in the Home Run Derby. That's, um, and that's the reason I think he needs, I'm sorry, I got to jump in. No, you're good. His team is so bad. <laughs> he gets no opportunities to market himself. Uh, in the postseason, he doesn't have an opportunity to. I mean, he doesn't even do commercials as much as everybody else does. Like, right? The guy just needs more. If 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 we're gonna go on and say he's the generational talent, the once in a lifetime, that's fine. But he doesn't win anything. We talked about right. that with Samson last week. It's just, it's it's disappointing. It's sad, and he's gonna go down in the history books as being just another everyday player that we once thought was amazing, and that's it. So he has to start doing crap like this or nobody will care. Right. The because, average fan. Because here's the thing is that I always, anytime anybody says with Trout, like, oh, he's got to win. He's got to make it to the postseason. He's got to win. I think, well, Griffey didn't ever win a World Series, but he had a postseason moment. Yes. Right. And he and won that, three home run derbies. Yes. That's the three. And he was in commercials. Tons. In the hat. So, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the most beautiful swing in the history of baseball. There are a lot of things that Griffey did besides winning a World Series that cemented him as one of the greatest players ever. And Trout has to do some of those things. He's not doing them. He, yeah. And this is his year to do it. It is. He needs to do it. So I've got I've got Mike Trout. I'd like to see John Carlos Stanton do it because he hits monstrous home runs. And could you imagine the home runs that he hits in games? add like 50 feet to those because that's typically what it is in the home run derby like yeah that would be awesome it would, would be, be awesome so fun to watch um another guy i'd like to see is luis robert because he is an exciting player he can really mash the ball i would like to see him in the home run derby as well i want to see julio i want to see guys <laughs> because speaking of getting eyes on you so Julio Rodriguez, while he was in the minor league system for the Mariners, had a show that he did, like a, like a YouTube show where he would interview guys yeah. in the organization, like just just talk. And it was a yeah. way for them to get eyes on him to promote him to be the future face of the franchise. It's called the J Rod Show, and so nice. now his nickname is the J Rod Show. Take the J Rod Show to the All Star Game. I don't care if he plays it or not. 
participate in the home run derby. And I honestly think he has the personality where he would want to do it and he would have a blast doing it and he would be a ton of fun to watch. So I want to see Julio in the all-star in the home run derby. And my honorable mention, Brig, is a guy I don't like, like even a little bit, Jordan Alvarez. Oh, <laughs> he's I don't like my honorable mention too. Is he? I don't like yes. him because he plays for the Astros and he mashes against the Mariners. He mashes against everybody. But yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. If he if he played if he played for the Yankees, I would like him more. Honestly, like if he played for the Royals, <laughs> I'd love him. But man. Yeah, no, I don't like the dude even a little bit because he plays the Astros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So, all right, who you, who do you have in the American League? Who else do you have? Um, okay, so I I absolutely need to see Vladdy come back. Okay, because that dude, I can't believe he didn't beat Pete Alonzo. I still can't believe it because that was some really really good home run derby action watching those two chase each other down was epic magic um and he's better than he was so i want to see it was just nuts i want to (laughs) see vlad come back we've talked about mike trout i want to see rafael devers and his cabbage patch cheeks (laughs) that'd be something i want to see him out there and it's honestly it's for the exact same reasons you mentioned with uh with or j-rod I want him, he's already setting himself up to be the star of the show in Boston. And it's it's good. It's really good. He's doing a good job, but this would be another way to further cement him. And his bat just freaking rings, man. So I don't understand I how that it. dude has that much power. Like, I understand he's a third baseman and everything, and he's kind of stocky. But at the same time, he doesn't seem like, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it comes That's, from. And to He's see got a third a, baseman come in and do it, it'd be like the Todd father. Remember when Todd Frazier did it? It was just, and, and you look like at Todd Frazier, you're like, what? <laughs> Todd Frazier looks like an accountant, but yeah. Devers doesn't look like an accountant. But that dude, he's got to have like eight pack, like shredded abs to be able to put that kind of torque on his bat. Totally. So I would love to see Devers in the in there, and then Byron Buxton is my fourth one. Yeah, I would. That'd be. A I would good like one. to he see. He needs the publicity. He needs the publicity. He deserves the publicity. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting on 19 home runs on this season right now. And his biggest mm-hmm. problem is he plays in Minnesota, honestly. Well, that and he has not played like more than 100 games, more than I think once in his career. That's another right. problem. That's, the dude has a, has a hard time staying healthy, which is no fault of his exactly own. Right. It happens. No, no. But if you're going to go down, do it this year, playing for Minnesota, and do it at uh, because of the home run derby and get some street cred. With the fan yeah. base, he's a guy. He's a guy fans need to see more of because I feel like he's one of those guys where it's like, oh yeah, Byron Buxton's a nice player. No, Byron Buxton was the number two overall pick in the draft, and is a freaking stud. Yep, and he's only twenty eight. This is age twenty eight yeah. season, so yeah. I think this could be good for him. It could be good for Minnesota, but it's gonna be, it'd be better for him. And then Jordan Alvarez, yeah. my runner up as well. So yeah, okay, let's switch over to the National League, Brad. Who do you really okay. want to see from the National League? Um, okay, in the National League, I have Rowdy Telez because you need a guy in the home run derby named Rowdy. Yeah. Oh, if it's available, it's a requirement. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that alone qualifies him. Um, yeah. I want to see Paul Goldschmidt in the home run derby as well. Uh, he would be like my Matt Olson vert, like yeah. guy for the home run derby, you know, who, who I consider putting in again because he's having a better year this year than he was last year, but he right. also didn't do 
well in the home run derby last year. So let's bring no. in Paul Goldschmidt, see how he does. Um, Kyle Schwaba. The Schwabs. The Schwabs. I want to see Kyle Schwarber in the home run derby. That would be a lot of fun just because he's got, he's got a fun personality. He'd be a fun guy to watch. Yep. And then I want to see Pete Alonzo again. Yeah. Because he's fun to watch in the home run derby. <laughs> Dude. I'm not a huge Pete Alonzo fan, but I am a Pete Alonzo home run derby fan. So there's that. And then also uh, my honorable mention is Daniel Vogelbach because he oh, is man. built for the home run derby and hot dogs. And he better be eating hot dogs while he's waiting <laughs> for his turn. <laughs> not drinking Gatorade. Like, I want to see him eating hot dogs. Like, like he the is... catcher in, in Angels in the Outfield with the yes. Mohawk. <laughs> That's yeah. that's Daniel Vogelbach. I know. <laughs> he, he is literally the modern day version of Babe Ruth. And I've said it a thousand times if I've said it yeah. once that he is Babe Ruth reincarnated. And I want to see him in the home run derby for that reason. That's and maybe awesome. he'll come out, maybe they'll send him out in like a retro, uh, like an old school Yankees uniform with the number three on it. That'd be a lot of fun. Too. No, but... stop it. <laughs> No. But this, but Brig, it's not the home, it's not the slam dunk contest. They don't do stuff like that at the home run derby. So, bro, I need you to take Whatever. all that back right now. <laughs> I will not. I'm so offended. <laughs> I don't. Could you imagine how funny that would be? They'll see Daniel Vogelbach coming out dressed up like Babe Ruth. They might think it was the ghost of the no. Bambino. No, they would. It's sacrilege, bro. It's like <laughs> it's that would be like a slap in the face. In so many ways. I bet you there would be a lot of people in stands like, Art LaFleur recently wow. passed away. Who <laughs> else could that be? <laughs> Besides the babe himself. Uh, the Sultan of SWAT <laughs> has come back to life in L.A. Yeah. of all places. That wimpy deer. I agree. That's funny. I right, hate everything the you just said. All right. <laughs> you got the National uh, League break. Um. It's it's absolutely ridiculous that Pete Alonso doesn't come back. If he doesn't come back, I'm going to be so angry. That's yeah. number one. I need Pete to come back. And has he? This will be if he wins. It's his second one, right? Second I win. Think it'll be his. It'll be his third because he won in 2019, didn't he? That's right. It will be his third. That puts him up with Griffey. He's the only other one to do it. Yeah. Um. If he if he wins again, so I I have to have Pete Alonso back if for no other reason than that. I have to have Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Schwaber. Have to. For every reason you mentioned and, and more. I love everything about Kyle Schwarber. Everything. Mm -hmm. Have yeah. even during the whole time in 2016 when he was injured, I was watching. I was like, I love this guy. And then he came back and was even better. And I was yeah. like, yes, <laughs> I love Schwarber. Okay. I want Jazz Chisholm Jr. Yeah. Because young guy, huge talent. Huge draw, lots of fun. This is all about fun. Bring the fun guy. Bring the fun guy. He's an interesting guy, too, because he doesn't have the body of somebody who would hit for power, but he does. He hits for a lot of power. So that he would be yeah. almost like the change of pace guy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. He'd be like, uh, what's who did you say, Matt Olson and, and uh, Paul Goldschmidt? Paul Goldschmidt. The reason I can't have Paul Goldschmidt this year is because I can't have Paul Goldschmidt screwing anything up or getting hurt or, or messing up his swing. He is on <laughs> such a historic tear that I don't want to see the Aaron Judge thing happen to him. When Judge came to the Derby, 
and then it messed up his swing for like 60 or 70 days or whatever it was. It was yeah, bad. it was a while. Um, so that's unacceptable. I would not let that happen. My number four guy is Jock Peterson. I had him again, on my list. Yeah, again, fun guy, lots of personality, bring the pearls, gotta be wearing them. Um, another fan interaction, heavy dude, right? Like yeah. bring jock. He's great. He's got 17 homers on the season. Um, so he mashes. He's he, he's a perfect choice for the for the the league. That my my runner up is Christian Walker in Arizona, actually, who's flying under everybody's radar. Yeah, because he plays in Arizona. <laughs> it's because he plays in Arizona. But again, this is another opportunity for these smaller market teams. He's got 19 home runs on the season right now. Yeah. So you could argue that he goes instead of some of these other guys. I don't know. But I think the marketability is a huge deal. That's why I've got Pete Alonzo, Kyle Schwarber, Chisholm Jr., Jock Peterson. Nice. I like it. Solid lineup. Thanks, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last thing we have here. We have to get to this because we're a couple weeks late on it because we just haven't had a chance to get to it is the Brewer city connect. So let's go, let's go quick and then we'll wrap things up. So they, these were unveiled a couple weeks ago. They played. And then this last weekend, um, Brig first, before we get too deep into it, let's break it down. So it's, they have the primary baby blue color with like a yellow and, and white ring on the sleeves and at the neck. And then they have, they say brew crew on them in yellow with like a Navy drop shadow. Yeah, but it's kind of like a font you would find in like Canva, and then the hats say <laughs> MKE. They're designed; they're meant to be like neon lights. And then the one touch that I think is cool is on the right sleeve, they have a charcoal grill with baseball stitches on it they that do. even has like smoke coming out the top. Yeah, I do like that. That's my favorite part of the entire thing. But Brig. Give me your initial impressions of this look. So my initial impressions were, what? <laughs> like, uh? <laughs> that, was, that was my initial impression. I have to say I called it again. Yes. Because of the color combo, and they went with the people's flag of Milwaukee or whatever it is. So I called it right. with the color combo. Um, the sleeves, I read, I did a little reading up on it. The sleeves, yellow on the bottom of that that cuff, uh-huh. white on the top is supposed to represent a glass of beer, actually. The white is foam around the mm, top of the that cuff makes sense. for the beer, uh, the yellow beer underneath. That's what that yeah. is. I don't think they have a monopoly on tailgating in Milwaukee and I don't think uh, so either. grilling, but I do understand like the the bratwurst you know culture that they have there which is huge right, deal. Like they have like the the sausage race right yeah yeah the other thing is on the hats the mke is like the airport code uh-huh. and then behind it is their area code 414 is oh is i stitched, see yeah it's stitched in behind the mke and that just looks like a bag of garbage well me. so i thought it was supposed to be like you know how with neon lights how they're connected with the bars behind them yeah, I it's thought that's not. what it's that the was. Area code. That no, it's bad. It's bad. And with the, I I read an article where somebody made this point. And I thought it was terrific. I wish I could remember who it was. They said it might have been. Honestly, it might have been on uh, UniWatch. 
Okay. Um, but I, th- it, I think it was. Anyway, the guy on UniWatch said, nobody, like, we live in a global climate. Like, nobody is retaining the the their origin or, or nobody's changing area codes anymore. You you buy your cell phone or wherever you are, and then you, you carry your number with you everywhere you go. So the 414 is only for OG people, and I think that excludes even a huge amount of the fan base that maybe moved right. to Milwaukee. Well, I mean, become to fans. that, I mean, you live in South Carolina and do not have a South Carolina area code. I live no, in I Arizona don't. and do not have a South, uh, an Arizona area code. My wife lived in Washington literally for six weeks and has a Washington area code on her phone. Exactly. People ask her all the time if that's where she's from. She's like, no, I lived there for a month and a half. Like, yeah. Yeah, area codes are basically obsolete as far as identification goes. Right, and then oh, yeah. but they're being used here. That's I got an issue with that. Um, stylistically, it looks like garbage, but um, I other than that, I think the jerseys are fine. I love the baby blue. I think they're hitting the baby blue a little hard this year, um, yeah. all the way around, both with the this year and last year's Nike releases on like the Nike treatment jerseys that we started to see. Yeah, I like that they're hitting it hard there, but I think that it's it's carrying too much into the. Uh, City Connect stuff as well, and now it's getting a little too much. Now it's not cool anymore. It's not a novelty anymore, right? Yeah. Well, and so my my big thing is like I like that they went with the white pants. They could have gone with baby blue pants, but they stuck with white. I think that's great. But like I said, yeah. that that font just feels really cheap to me. It looks if, like a video game, like a cheap it, video game font, it, like a night, like an early nineties video game is what it looks like. That's what it looks but like. It, it looks like something i would have done as a high schooler for a project like design a jersey bad Uh, there's a cool font throw it on there it doesn't it doesn't belong on a professional jersey it belongs on again a travel ball team uniform or a beer league softball uniform that's to me what that font belongs on not on a major league field i don't think i would go that far because the point of the city connect is to let your hair down a little bit it is to be fun Right, you know, it's supposed to be less formal. So I'm not, I'm not like disgusted by it. It's not. It, I don't, it's. And not, I don't want to say I'm disgusted. Not for me, I don't want to say I'm disgusted. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't scream Major League Baseball uniform. To you, me. you know what it looks like? It looks like the newest energy drink can. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it does look. Like it an it looks drink like can. somebody put an energy drink or a pre workout powder in a bottle and they're marketing it to gamers and that's what it looks like. Yeah. And I it's think fine. You're right. It's not bad, yeah. but that's what, that's what it's, that's what it speaks to me. Yeah. All right. Anyway, baseball family, what do you think of the, everything that we talked about today? We, boy, we hit a lot of wickets a lot. today, a lot. Um, home run derby, home run derby X. Who do you want to see? Are you happy with the former players they've selected? Who are your favorite content creators? that you might want to see Major League Baseball recruit for next year's Home Run Derby X? Just a question. It's real honest. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, I'll tell you. That would be but, a lot of fun. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of the Home Run Derby, real quick, though, don't forget we are going to go live during the Home Run Derby like we did last year so you can listen to us, uh, yep. chop it up about who's doing well who's not whatever we can we can talk about the home run derby and you can get involved in the conversation again when we go live you can jump in the comments and everything on youtube facebook um probably on twitch as well um yeah but anyway yeah you can you can get involved with it there that's going to be monday july 18th um 
But if you want to let us know about any of the stuff we talked about today, jump in the mailbag, jump on baseballtogether.com. There's a link to the mailbag in the navigation at the top, or there's a link in the description of every single episode so you can reach out and get a hold of us. Rick, tell them about the shop. Don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plus.com, where you can get one of the mugs Brad is drinking out of. It's a baseball together mug. It's specific to the podcast. I promise you nobody else sells that anywhere. Um, you can have your very own coffee mug from baseball together with our logo on it, and it helps support the shop in a lot of ways. we got a lot of other stuff there, too, but the mugs are very popular. Exactly right. I love my mug. I drink out of it every week on the show. But don't forget to. They're all different. (laughs) Yeah. But don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. And you can subscribe so that you are notified anytime we A, go live, and B, post a video because we we post the segments of every show throughout the week. So you can get notified with those as well. The baseball family, thank you again for joining us and sticking with us as well. We'll catch you next week.